Welcome to Time Ladies Talk, the Doctor Who podcast with a female voice, covering news, debate, reviews and more from 1963 to now, with Kelly Newson and Beth Axford. Welcome to Time Ladies Talk episode... I don't even know which episode we're on now. Should we call it episode FNARC? <laughs> like they did with series five. FNARC. Do you remember that? No, we don't in, remember this. When Stephen Moffat, because there's that big argument whether they're going to call it series one or series five. Oh. And Stephen Moffat was just like, we're going to call it series FNARC. Well, um, this is definitely... Episode FNARC. Episode FNARC. like F-N-A-R-G. Newsbeat. It's the fallow year of Doctor Who, so... There's not, there's filming going on, um, and there's things coming out, but we haven't got, like, production news right at the moment, or obviously nothing's being televised. But it kind of feels like it's the year for Classic Who to kind of step forward because of that. So we're having all the collections that have been, you know, rolling out. And, I was going to say, yeah. I don't really feel like Doctor Who's absent, but I don't know whether that's because I'm so heavily involved in it all of the time mm. but if you really want to if you're especially if you live in london which is particularly helpful you know you have things like the quiz of razzle every month and bfi events like three times a year mm-hmm. and conventions all the time um and doctor magazine comes out every month and we've got so many dvds so it does feel like um doctor who is there yeah the wagon's rolling want it, so that's quite nice it does feel like it's the year to talk about classic who because we've had macrotera like you said and these um, collections are such a nice moment to like appreciate them and to celebrate them yeah but i'm just really happy that they're putting full series on onto dvd well onto blu-rays um because i feel like one of the big barriers when it comes to classic who is just like buying every single dvd is like a separate story Mm. whereas if you just have a box set you're like well i have watched that series do you know what i mean like it's so hard to complete series and Whereas if you just went out and bought in season 18, you can just like watch it and you're like, oh, I've watched that whole series. Do you know what I mean? You can follow the stories and see the arcs and stuff. I just think it's so much easier to watch things in a series. Yeah, and I think it gives you like a nice jumping on point of being yes. like, well, I'm not really sure where to start, but they're obvi- they obviously think that these are some of the best mm. series, so I might as well buy these and start with those. Yeah. And like you said, like I found... I, I loved watching Classic Who in the Right Order because of all the story arcs and stuff. And there aren't necessarily like... Obviously, like, the key to time is, like, probably the first proper story arc. Mm. But then, even if it's not a story arc, you get to see all that character development. Even just seeing characters come in and leave. Yeah, at the right point, like, in the yeah. right order. Season 10. Season 10. Season 10. Season 10. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. It's I think like it's one, one of my of favorites. the best series that they could have done. I, I feel like I'm slightly, not annoyed, but... It, it slightly aggravated me that they brought out two Tom Bakers already <laughs> because I feel like you've got such great series in, in season 10 and for example I really want like Sylvester's last series and all of that um, season 12 isn't really one of my faves like it's probably oh I love it that era's probably one but of I'm like series. 70s all the way and you're I like am, I don't I feel like I don't like the darkness of it that as much I don't really I don't know think I think, I, think it's I prefer dark. season 18 Oh, which no. isn't even that good of a series. I know. No, but you just prefer. I feel I like you prefer eighties who, and I prefer seventies who. And then we I both do. like sixties. We're I both think, united on that. I think it's because it's a little bit cringe, more cringe, <laughs> more cringe. I don't think that's the word. It's a bit more like um, out there. Like it's a yeah. bit like um, like 
how do I describe it? Yeah, it is really. I wonder what's going to come next. If you could choose any series, what what would yours be? Would it be Sylvester's last one? Yeah, I would say Sylvester's last one. Or, I mean, if I could have anything, I would have the first series. I would have season one. Mm. I'd have any of Hartnell's, to be honest. Mm. But obviously that's not going to happen. Well, I suppose it's it's easier to do than Troughton because he's got less yeah. missing stories. So, But like, I would potentially kill for like... Well, actually... There's only, like, there's not a lot missing from the first season, is there? Mm. So they couldn't do that, because they have animated most of it, haven't they? Yeah. But basically, we is excited about a classic coup. We is. Yeah, it's actually crazy how well Doctor Who ages, because we were watching, um, and I'm not going to tell you what, we were watching an episode of Doctor Who for the Time Team the other day, from um, 2014, and we were watching it and we were just like, this has aged so well that this is incredible. And it's it's amazing how on air, when something airs, you're just like not sure about it. And then you go back to it with Doctor Who and it's just like, wow, that's really good. Um, I wonder what that is that makes it like that. Because I watch mm. a lot of, I go back and watch a lot of things that I didn't quite like. And I'm like, wow, that's so great. Mm. What episode in, like, not the Time Team one, but, like, is there another story that you've gone back and been like, actually, the hot damn, that was really good? Probably Robot of Sherwood, because I hated that when it first aired. Mm. And it's actually, like, it became one of, like, my favourites. Like, I used to, I mean, it hasn't got a great plot or anything, but I just became so obsessed with it. Like, I loved it so much. I loved mm. the characterisation, and, and it's very funny. It's really nice when, I know, whenever I just felt down, I'd watch that one, and so that one it's super cozy i seem to remember that's on like your list of like if i'm feeling a bit rubbish yes you'll go for that one yeah when i go back and i haven't watched series one for a while um and i watched the long game Mm. and it's not one that like ever i think quite obviously it's not one that particularly like you think of like yeah exactly so it's not like a standard episode but i go back and watch and i think oh god this is really great just by itself Mm. like if i'd watched this as a drama and it wasn't up to i would have really enjoyed it anyway yeah it's quite an interesting concept, isn't it? Yeah, but there are yeah. quite a few episodes like that, which I go back to. Really weird how you can hate things on... Fa- and also, but that's really odd, isn't it? Because the general audience might not necessarily think to watch it again and change yeah. their mind. Yeah. So that's the sad thing about it, really. But mm. I wonder what it is that makes us feel differently about, about things after we watch them. Like, is mm. it because our expectations are so high when we go into new episodes? Mm. I then- think so. I think we're definitely... I think all of our expectations of Doctor Who are always too high. We always want yeah. it to be a specific idea of what we personally want Doctor Who to be. So that's one in a million. Yeah, you look back on it and you're like, actually, that's quite cosy, that's quite nice, or mm-hmm. that's quite funny, or that's quite scary. And you're like, this is actually good. But all of our our conceptions about what Doctor Who should be get in the way of that when we first watch it. And I think that's really sad. I really, really want to try to go into Doctor Who without expectations. I almost like rate a lot of my favourite Doctor Who on like how much how much I can rewatch it, like the rewatchability yeah. of it. See, I've rewatched. I've said this before, but I've rewatched things like like I've watched Love and Monsters so many times because mm. it's fun. Whereas there's episodes that are much better than that, like Heaven Objectively, Ten. like like yeah, what you mean like that is really good. Yeah, or yeah, but I I don't really know how often I'd sit and rewatch Heaven Ten. Me too. Or uh, for example, I'm trying to think of like really like rosa and demons mm. really like them think they're really incredible episodes i think they're really smart and everything like that but if i'm looking at series 11 
and I'm like, I want to pick something to watch. Yeah, with it's like with always going to be arachnids or or something fun, like or kablam because they're fun mm. and they take me away into the Doctor Who universe and I mm. can escape. But um, yeah, it's quite odd. I think that actually it's mainly because like Doctor Who is so many different genres in mm. one. So like you've if you've got an episode like Heaven Sent, that's literally a drama. Yeah. That's like a, almost like a fantasy drama in itself. And if you're not in the mood for fantasy drama, you're in the mood for that's like thing, a comedy. Sometimes like because series eleven, every episode was so ridiculously different. Not ridiculously, but like so drastically different. Yeah. That sometimes you're in the mood like I felt like I was still stuck in last week's story and then we'd get put into something else and it was just too sharp of a change for me mm-hmm. to like get used to it so quickly yeah um but something I was about to say is that I don't really have and this I'm not meaning to sound rude or anything but when I watch classic here I don't really have an, any expectations because a lot of it can be quite slow or just because I like don't really know what's what's coming do you know what well, I mean? we don't know the plot of, of every story here. exactly like i don't know everything in detail um so when i'm watching classic who i get pleasantly surprised all the mm-hmm. time at how good it can be yeah like there's some really and, and i'm sometimes i'll say like how much i enjoy something and someone online will be like oh, like universally hated and i'll be like well <laughs> brilliant like i love that one there's always a little place for you and talk to whether or not you like one series in like the whole thing and that's the only thing you've ever watched and the only thing you ever like or you love everything or you hate a certain doctor but you love all the others so on and so forth yeah there's literally like a little place for everyone let us know if there are any episodes that you maybe thought that you weren't so keen on when it televised and then actually go back now and you are pleasantly surprised yeah that's know what people's thoughts are on that the women of Doctor Who and how they have behaved in their relationships with their male partners. So it's flipping it a little bit instead of um, us looking at the women and how maybe they might have not had such a great ride. We're actually flipping it and seeing how the men have actually had a pretty shit time, some of them. Yeah, it's such a big one. So, so we essentially call it like women behaving badly. Women behaving badly. <laughs> we do it too. So it's super interesting because... Obviously, these are actually all companions that me and Beth like absolutely adore. Like yeah. we love all these female companions, but there is no denying that they have not treated their partner well. And if it was the other way around, it would also not be okay. But it might be a bit more obvious. Yeah. Um, so specifically, we're going to be talking about Amy and Rory, Rose and Mickey, Gwen and Reese from Torchwood, and Clara and Danny. Sounds like a good mix, doesn't it? Yeah, so I think starting off with Amy and Rory, which I think is maybe more of an obvious one, because it's like the roles are reversed a little bit in that Amy's the kind of like um, really brave, extroverted one, and then Rory is the quieter, really sensitive one. Mm. And it's interesting that Stephen chose to kind of flip the gender roles a little bit there. Mm. Um and I think, like, everybody would say they absolutely love Rory, like, 99% of the time. Like, he is such a good man, but also such a good husband and an amazing friend to Amy as well. And he's always there for her, not just as a partner. Um, I think you can also see in um, The Rebel Flesh and The Almost People that he's just great to other people and to that, you know, Jennifer and all of that sort of thing. He's just a kind man. 
two dots before. Oh boy, a kind man. <laughs> and then you have that bit at the end of Flesh and Stone where obviously Amy's, we don't know this yet, but Amy's about, about to get married to Rory and she decides that she wants to go and make out with the doctor. Well, not just make out. Well, she, she wants, wants to have to, the she, sex she with she him. She wants to have the intercourse with the doctor. <laughs> Basically assault him as well. Yes. Yes. So that is, it makes me well, deeply uncomfortable. I do not like not that. Not okay. Um, just because it is a woman. Was, if that was the other way around, that would nobody would have start, stood for that if, if like, a, ma- a male character turned around. I don't know, if a male character turned around to the female doctor and was just, like, trying to... Like, forcibly kiss them. Yeah, that would not be okay. And so, obviously, it's not okay. And it makes me really uncomfortable and ruins such a nice story. <laughs> But it's the night before her wedding as well. So it's just like, obviously, it's not okay what she's doing to the doctor. But she's cheating on Rory. There's no doubt about it. Just because it's the doctor doesn't mean she's not cheating. And And it's the night before her wedding. Yeah, they almost just write it off as she's just like, she's just like a a strong, independent woman. Yeah. And it's just like, no, the way she behaves is not okay. In a way, it's interesting because obviously she is the way she is as a result of her trauma from the doctor in her past which is really interesting and I wish they explored that a bit more like mm. the trauma side of it and how much she had to go through throughout that time where people didn't know that the Doctor was a real person and I wish there was a, a you know and obviously there are bits where Amy does decide actually you no know, Rory's the one and you know, mm. all that but don't you feel like if you were Rory though you would have left her by that point because yeah. it takes yeah. a bloody long time and even when they relationships like that are so so painful and exhausting so painful and painful to witness as a friend like if you've ever seen that yeah. um but particularly the thing the one that like obviously the one at the end of flesh and stone <clears throat> is really uncomfortable to watch but the one that makes me really sad actually is at their wedding um because you have the amazing moment of being like something blue and you're like yes the tardis is coming mm. and then and then she basically like flirts with the doctor and it's when Rory's like hello married yeah and it's yeah. like that's so awkward you're literally it's played off for a comedic effect and yeah it's just sort of like what are you sexualizing the woman yeah in the situation again because you think it's sexy funny flirty and that's what the audience wants yeah and this is the problem I have with River and, and Amy and that like a, a lot of their sexualization and, and how that comes across as them just being a little bit of a bitch as well yeah sort of like by that point, if it was written in the way that it was like she she was a bit of a horrible person because she had all this trauma to deal with, and let's look at the deeper side of that, and then by the end of the series she's marrying Rory and, you know, it's all good, that would mm. be different, but it's like she doesn't really change that much. Like, she's still... I feel like it takes Rory dying for her to even really yeah. realise. Yeah, and so... And it's just paid up for comedic effect instead of actually seeing the effects of, of what the Doctor's done to her from mm-hmm. her childhood. Which yeah. is really frustrating. And I think that's a really valid point where you say about her trauma, but we mm. actually never really... That's never taken into account from from that perspective of us seeing what she does. Mm. She's it's never really... She's a psychiatrist. Like, that's no light... That, I mean, that was also played off a comedic effect, but mm-hmm. that's no light... That's not light, you know. Like, there should have been... There should have been scenes where the Doctor and Amy spoke and, and, and you know... and. There should, there should have been bits where it was just like actually this is how it affected her and this is why she is the way she is and mm. and maybe this is why Rory stays with her because he knows what she's been through and all of that but it's it's not it's no and I do agree that I think it's just you you can you can have a like a sassy like sexual 
or sexy like female companion without it just be a, be a horrible person though exactly and I do feel as much as I love Amy it definitely does taint her a little bit especially it in series be. five it's like that kind of stereotype that if you're going to be a strong sassy woman you've also got to be a bitch mm-hmm. instead of being able to be strong and know your own mind and also be kind and like mm. it, it, all those it's like Amy is kind but then she does all this stuff that kind of counterbalances that and I do think it's because it's a woman doing it to a man and not the other way around so obviously Amy and Rory are a bit more serious because they actually get married Mm -hmm. and on the wedding day she does that stuff but with Rose and Mickey it's more of a kind of believable late teenage like early young adult relationship where she's being absolutely crap to him and he's being another Rory where he's waiting for her, he's waiting around. But I don't feel like it's quite as bad. I don't think it's as toxic. It's just sort of, um, it's more human, I think, because you see lots of sides of it as well. Like you see her sides of when she's a little bit like, oh, Mickey's my boyfriend and I'm a little bit jealous and actually like I really care about him, but also I care about the doctor. Um, And there's lots of times where Rose is an absolute bitch in like season two, season two, series two. And, and other times where she's so clearly being um, like she's she's playing up she's being like she wants her. all her cake and she eating wants, it yeah yeah and she's she's very sulky and stuff but as a 19 year old character I feel like that's re- like a really realistic portrayal of her mm-hmm. and like how much she would love the doctor and Vicky and all that and then wasn't ever I don't think she was as sexualised first of all in fact no. I she was sexualised no no all. not at all um, and it wasn't really paid off for comedic effect. It was real, and it was sad. And as an audience, you can tell that like it was portraying a situation that is very real. Whereas with Amy and Rory, it's just like, oh, this is really funny. Like this is mm. a sexy woman, and she's like pissing about and like assaulting people, and just it, it's it's very different. And I can see, I can see from both sides that. Like, where they were coming from mm. but I just feel with Rose and Mickey um but again the way that she treated him absolutely wasn't okay but she didn't she didn't like assault anybody no it's like actually the kind of perfect like human portrayal of falling out of love with somebody I think it's okay. like yeah. it's like we grew up together and we loved each other and actually I still love you I'm just not in love with you I'm in love with somebody else now like she'll always love Mickey Adam kind of is yeah. like, it's like I kind of get it with like her and the doctor because yeah. that's like a love and with Captain Jack when she says that she's um, single yeah so there's like some person. dodgy territory yes. um, I definitely don't think and I think one thing that really stands out for me which like I don't think it's fundamentally flawed but I just think it's not quite right is when in Rose like she thinks that Mickey's died yeah and then she's just like Mickey's died and that's it and it's like, obviously, she's like, I've just told his mother. And it's all kind of, like, funny. And I get that it has to be really pacey and stuff. Yes. But you think, it's like your boyfriend who you've grown up with has yeah. died. And she's just, like, yeah, grinning, yeah. running over a bridge. Yes. It's... I don't think it's... I get why Russell had to do it that way. Because you have to move the story on. It has to be faster. Yeah. But I think as a character, that's not really cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Apologies if you can hear my laptop absolutely wearing away. Yeah, it's very loud, isn't it? I know, it's fucking hard. So, Gwen and Reese. Obviously, very fundamentally flawed, and that she cheats on him many times. This is absolutely inexcusable. Yeah. And have you noticed the theme of all of these, really, is that the men are always just like, 
mostly always just really nice guys. Yeah, and they're you actually know. the ones who are really stable they're and really want to... nice guys who want to, like, give the women everything. And then the women are just like, nah, I'm going to go for a bad boy. Like, oh, Gwen makes me so angry. Oh, my God. Reese is so pure. I, I want to marry Reese. Oh, my God, it's so cute. And, yeah, she's so awful. Yeah. So awful. Like, I don't, it's not even excusable. I don't really know what the... No, was no. Was it just because they wanted to make him more adult? I don't really know. I don't really know. I think it's, again... They must have wanted to, like, write an adult storyline. Mm-hmm. And, like, she m- was kind of having, like, a quarter-life crisis or, like, I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know who I am. And, yeah. obviously, she's so wrapped up in torture and how exciting that is. And then she goes home to Reese and he's like, I've made dinner. I've made lasagna. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, oh, don't really care, hun. Yeah. But, so it's obviously interesting to watch. Again, it's nothing that's interesting to watch. But I do think they pushed it a bit too far. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really think... They needed to do the whole underlying thing with Jack as well as Owen because yeah. Owen was obviously like fuck boy or whatever, mm-hmm. like they were just sleeping together. But that's uncomfortable enough. And then when you add in Captain Jack where it's kind of like they have something deeper, yeah. it's like you can't because she, like Jack... she's so yeah. and she's so like Reese is made they're made for each other. Yeah. So then when you add Jack into that, it's like, no, just it makes leave me that deeply, out. Deeply uncomfortable because I just think Jack is so unattainable and he's just like this being that he, he's never gonna die, mm. and oh, I don't know. It's just yeah. It's just another really uncomfortable one. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I can see why they did it, um, and why like why they would have thought that it. You know, I mean, obviously, like when we're talking about this, we're not saying like it shouldn't have happened because yeah, that's what TV is there to do. Like to it's to drama stories. Um, but God, Gwen was a twat. <laughs> <laughs> like Gwen, get your shit together. Yeah. You got a good man there, Gwen. I think maybe because because the men are more um, like in the fe- like a traditional female role, mm. I do like, really feel for them. Mm. And because they're actually all the more emotional ones. Yeah. Like actually, when you think about it, Rory, Mickey, and Reese are definitely all emotional in comparison to their partners. Yeah, that we're it makes talking it even about. worse then, doesn't it? Because it's like you can't. There's no reason for you can't like defend. You can't mm-hmm. be like, oh, well, actually, he's an arsehole, so no wonder she's going yeah. on that. It's just like, no, she, like, she's just being a twat. They're actually just being awful human beings because these people haven't actually done anything wrong other than, like, adore them and look after them. Yeah, yeah. It's like the whole horrible thing about people being like, I love a bad boy. Yeah. No, just like the good boy. Yeah. But I was going to... It works. <laughs> um, but I think this will definitely be the same for you as well. Is that something out of my eyes. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, scary. Um, is that one of the things that makes me really sad is that, like, all these men are totally, like, breaking the system of, like, toxic masculinity mm. and they're losing. And then I suppose with Clara and Danny, it's quite similar to, like, what we were talking about with Rose and Mickey and it's not anything that's, like, fundamentally awful. It's definitely another, hum- like, very human relationship. I think the reason that she lies is because she has such a, a love for the Doctor that she can't actually quite explain, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) She can't actually quite explain. And actually, she loves him so much that she can't explain that to her boyfriend because she probably loves him more than she loves her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not a great... It wasn't a great message to Mm. send to young people watching because I think it's quite an adult theme to have um, Clara hiding her whole life from her boyfriend. 
um, for no apparent reason. Yeah, really? I agree. Like, if you were a kid watching, would you just be like, why can't Danny go too? You are absolutely right. And I think that with those adult themes like you were saying, that I reckon teenagers would watch Clara and Danny. And because Clara is like goals for young girls in every other way, yeah. they would actually think maybe that's what a relationship is like. Yes. And that's okay to be like that. Yeah. And Clara's doing the right thing and she's not. But yeah. it's not obvious that she's yes, not I doing don't the right think, thing. Yeah. I don't think Clara gets... Clara doesn't really get um, her... What's the word? Like comeuppance. I don't want to say comeuppance, but there's a word that I'm looking for. But Clara, Clara doesn't really get... Um, she sort of always gets her own way, mm. which is quite frustrating because it's like she should see the results of her actions. You know, yeah. Danny... If Danny had dumped her or, you know, whatever... But I suppose you could almost compare that to Rose as well. But Rose was so much younger, and it wasn't yeah. as she wasn't lying. And and I feel like with Clara is more obviously an adult, whereas Rose is yes, more of a it's teenager. It's almost like Clara's a teacher as well. And so it's like in those that in the caretaker where she's running around being like, "Yeah, do whatever you want." It's just like you're a teacher. Like obviously it's meant to be fun, but you you are a teacher in a school. You have responsibility for all these young people, mm. and you're you're a mess like you're i know that you, you know you're lying to your boyfriend about your life you're off traveling in the universe putting yourself in danger all the time you're very reckless it's just very i don't know how i feel doing. like so many of these like in fact all of them maybe apart from rose is that all of the women seem to be having a kind of like quarter life crisis where they're like yeah. where is my role is it with the doctor is it or is it for Gwen's case like is it with Torchwood is this what I'm meant to be doing like absolutely all the time is this my whole world or do I stay here been shown more yeah than what they can have and then they're just like oh my god what do I do like how do I but maybe if we're noticing this theme with like four like three or four women just in the last few years yeah. maybe that's a theme that's like run its course mm. and we don't need to see more of like this con- I mean, it's obviously different now that it's a woman, and yeah. she's also not like romantically inclined as we've seen so far. Like, mm. I don't think she's gonna be shacking up with anybody anytime soon. She's more like a child. It'd be nice if, because um, yeah, like you say, this has been the majority of a lot of newer who. So it'd be nice to just have like more of a just a nicer, a nice relationship portrayed on screen, mm-hmm. where. It, it could show young, uh, you know, it could show kids watching and mm. young people or whoever what a nice, healthy relationship is, is like. Yeah. And that women can be strong and powerful and sassy and funny and sexy, but not do things that are, uh, are fundamentally just not very nice. Mm-hmm. Or Absolutely. cheat on a partner or, or lie to them about huge life things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think about? The women that we've been talking about obviously we're not slating the stories we think that they're really interesting to watch but they always provoke discussion and maybe if we've noticed a theme in quite a lot of new who mm. is that actually getting a bit tired and it shouldn't be or why kind of is it again that, yeah why is it that it's like that? or why is that why trope is that kind of like appearing over and over again yeah. let's play who's who Okay, are they in a fourth Doctor story? Yes. Okay. Are they in season 12? Yes. Are they a woman? No. 
Are they a man? Yes. Uh, do they work the unit? Yes. Is it the Brigadier? No, no. Harry? Yes. I was going to say him first, but <laughs> I thought I'd drag it out a bit longer. Good one. Mm-hmm. I was going to go with ones like, I was waiting for you to be like, do I like him? I'd be like, sometimes. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Um, okay, give me mine now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Are you... I'm saying it like you're the character. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Are you in a third Doctor story? No. Are you in a fourth Doctor story? Yes. Are you in season 18? Yes. Are you a monster? Ish. Oh, no, I hate these ones that are, um, like, halfway. Yeah, I can't really give you anything else other than that, I'm sorry. Am I definitely going to know this? Yeah, you'll know. Okay. I might just take a bit of time. Um, Am I... uh, Do I look like a female humanoid? No. Do I look like a male humanoid? You look like one, yeah. (laughs) I look like one. Do I fall over and heal really fast? Fall over what? Like, hurt myself and then heal really fast? No. Oh, okay. Um... (laughs) I'm saying that Adric only looks humanoid. <laughs> I mean, he's an Alzarian, right? Yeah, very true. Forgot about that. Um, I'm trying to That's the most remember. nerdy thing you've ever said. Well, he was an Alzarian, right? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> the most dickish Doctor Who fan thing to say. <laughs> I hate myself. Can't help that. Um, am I Time Lord? Technically. Technically? I think so. Um, I... The crispy master. No. Am I the master? No. Oh, am I the doctor? <laughs> Technically, maybe. Technically, you're gonna kick yourself if you don't get there. I'm gonna go- Oh, am I cheekily like the fifth doctor? Mm-hmm. Oh no, the thingy bob. Like the I've forgotten what they call him. What do oh, they call can- him? The scary man. Oh my god, he's in there. I forgot what it's called. Oh, the watcher, yeah. the one. You said, you said the creepy man as well, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, but it is also the creepy man. It is. Have you seen in um, the season 18 box set that they interview the watcher? Like the guy who plays the watcher? I think so, yeah, I think I've watched it. Such a great feature. Yeah, it's, it's really, really, really fun. They've got some really good features on those boxes. Yeah. Uh, well, um, that's who's who. I mean, we did that really quickly. Yeah. But that's because we both went for fairly easy ones. I'm just waiting for people in the background to be like, The Watcher! The Watcher! <laughs> the While Watcher! You're just like, the Man! The Creepy Man! <laughs> but it is the Creepy Man. Nice. Okay, so that's it for um, Time Ladies Talk. Episode uh, Fnag. Episode Fnag. That's it. Have a nice evening. Day. Morning. Whatever. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>